0: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The government says schools could be held responsible if they fail to respond to breaches of the national security law on campus. The authorities brush off criticism of a plan to make it easier for for doctors trained outside Hong Kong to practice here and a man is jailed for fleeing a COVID isolation ward. Education Chief Kevin Young says schools could be held responsible if they fail to act or report obvious breaches of the national security law on campuses. He made it clear that the protest slogan, revolution of our times, is not allowed at schools. Candace Wong has more.
1: According to new guidelines on national security education issued by the Education Bureau, schools are advised to seek police assistance if they see potential breach of the law on campuses. Activities such as chanting slogans and forming human chains should be stopped and reported to the police when necessary in future. The Education Secretary stressed schools are not a place to promote political views. Speaking on a commercial radio program, Mr Young said they could could first consult the police community relations officer or the forces school liaison officer over suspected illegal acts and report directly to the police for more serious offenses and if there are obvious breaches of the national security law on campus but the school chooses not to stop that he said schools could be held responsible because they may be seen as failing to uphold their duties under the new guidelines
0: Health Secretary Sophia Chan has defended a proposal to make it easier for Hong Kong residents trained elsewhere as doctors to practice medicine back home saying it's a much needed and timely change to ease a manpower shortage some experts have expressed concern that the relaxation would lower the quality of healthcare services in the city front to sit reports
2: The government is proposing to allow doctors who receive training elsewhere to get full registration in Hong Kong after working five years in the public sector without the need for them to pass a local licensing exam. Currently, doctors trained elsewhere can work in the public sector and are required to take the licensing exam if they want to switch to the private sector.
3: At an Electrical
2: Health Services panel meeting, medical sector lawmaker Pierre Chan said he does the plan can really relieve pressure in public hospitals, as doctors trained elsewhere would choose to work at Hong Kong's two medical schools instead and enter the private market afterwards. But speaking through an interpreter, Health Secretary Sophia Chan insisted the government is just keeping up with the times.
4: If you look at other jurisdictions, in fact, a
2: very small number of them would require doctors uh, to take the licensing examination before they can be registered. There are also different pathways to enable non-locally trained doctors to practice. Under the new proposal, the doctors must be permanent residents who are registered practitioners elsewhere and graduates from 100 medical schools recognized in Hong Kong to be decided by a designated committee.
0: Health officials say the only person who tested preliminary positive for the coronavirus during a lockdown operation in Mongkok and Yaomate overnight is a recovered COVID patient. Authorities reported 37 new cases today, as Wendy Wong reports.
2: Dr. Chuan Kwan of the Centre for Health Protection says a recovered patient was discharged from hospital on Sunday. It's well known that patients may excrete virus for quite a, some period of time, despite it may not be infectious. More than 2,100 residents were tested during the ambush-style lockdown. This comes as authorities reported 37 new coronavirus cases, 34 of which are locally acquired. Officials are unable to trace a source of nine infections, including a business traveler who crossed the border from Shenzhen on January 23rd and was exempt from quarantine. Dr. Chuan said the patient is considered to have contracted the virus in Hong Kong rather than Shenzhen.
0: A man who fled a hospital isolation ward after he was confirmed to have COVID-19 has been jailed for four months. Damon Pang reports.
5: 63-year-old Lee Wan-kong pleaded guilty to violating anti-epidemic laws in December. He ran away from Queen Elizabeth Hospital and was on the run for two days before police found him with the help of the public. The defendant, who was not represented by a lawyer, explained to Kowloon City Court that he ran off because he was afraid of needles. He asked for a fine as punishment. But Deputy Magistrate Tobias Cheng said he had been selfish and ignored the safety of others as he could have spread the virus.
0: You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past eleven. Infectious disease expert Yun Kwok-yung has expressed support for the government's ambush-style lockdowns, even though they've identified only a handful of COVID-19 cases.
3: When you have a lot of cases in the community, you do a thousand tests, you find one case, you think that, wow, this is not good. But when the number of cases is not going down to such a low level of the lowest is around 19 cases a day, then even one case out of 1,000 is quite good already. The cost effectiveness, even one out of 1,000, is actually quite important when the number of cases in the community per day is low. Of course, when the cases is very high, 120 per day, then one in a thousand is not that cost effective, I'm say. And we call this the law of diminishing
6: return.
0: Professor Yoon says while it's unlikely that the government's drive for zero infections can be achieved before the Lunar New Year break next week, he'd be happy if the figure falls to around 10 per day. Professor Yun also backed the government's plan to allow children to go, to go back to school after Chinese New Year if all teachers get tested regularly. But he says students shouldn't be eating in school.
3: For schools, I think the most important is don't allow the students to take off the mask. I always say that they should not have any food in the school. They can drink behind the mask with a straw. So that is the, actually the most important thing. I mean, we you take off the mask... You get into big trouble, especially if they are eating together, sharing the saliva and secretions, and that is very undesirable.
0: Earlier, two residential blocks of Fuloi Garden in Yunlong became the latest to come under the government's ambush-style COVID-19 lockdowns. The buildings were sealed off at 7pm and people inside the zone will have to get tested by 2am unless they've already done so in the past two days and have an SMS proving that they're virus-free. Officials expect to complete the operation by 7am tomorrow. Police say they've made their biggest ever seizure of ketamine, finding a haul worth $437 million. Damon Pang again.
5: Officers said they arrested a 23-year-old man as he left an apartment in Yunlong on Wednesday they found several kilograms of the drug on him and in the flat, And at a warehouse in Kwai Chung, officers found almost 682 kilos of ketamine stored in hundreds of pasta boxes. Police said the drugs were smuggled into Hong Kong as part of a shipment from Pakistan, which arrived last month. A senior police superintendent of the Narcotics Bureau, Ng Kwok says because of the pandemic, syndicates have turned to cargo shipments as a way to smuggle drugs instead of having people carry the drugs as they arrive in the SAR. He said the suspect will appear in Fanling Court tomorrow, charged with trafficking in dangerous drugs. Lawmakers have expressed doubt as to whether a proposed railway
0: department would be able to tackle the sort of problems that the MTR corporation has found itself embroiled in in recent years. As Timmy Sung reports, they say the root cause is the monopoly enjoyed by the railway giant.
6: The MTR Corporation has been under scrutiny after two of its major projects, the high-speed rail line and the Shatin to Central Link, were hit by repeated delays, budget blowouts and construction scandals. The government has proposed forming a new railways department under the Transport and Housing Bureau by merging the Railway Department Office under the Highways Department and the railway branch under the Electrical and Mechanical Services Department. At a electrical railway subcommittee meeting, Lok Chong Hong from the Federation of Trade Unions said he had reservations regarding the proposal, saying the problems with the MTR stem from it being a monopoly. New People's Party's region agreed adding that proposal should be left to the next term of government, with the tenure of Carrie Lam's administration coming to an end next year.
4: I don't think a new department, I think just adding more staff at senior level would resolve the management problems. Without any competition, it is difficult to assess whether the construction costs are reasonable.
6: Transport Secretary Frank Chen says government won't rule out introducing competition in the future, but it won't happen overnight.
0: And travellers will start seeing shorter trains on the MTR's East Rail line from tomorrow. They have three fewer carriages and carry 20% fewer passengers. But the railway says they'll compensate with a higher train frequency. Is the MTR's corporation's chief of operating, Sammy Wong. The capacity
3: is not only count on the number of cars. It also will depending on how we manage the whole operations of the train. For example, during the peak hours at busy station or busy section, We will have special arrangements for introducing empty trains to alleviate the demand there.
0: Britain has reportedly expelled three mainland spies working in the UK while posing as journalists over the past year. The Daily Telegraph cited a senior government source as saying that the trio were intelligence officers for the Ministry of State Security. Vicky Wong reports.
4: The newspaper said the purported spies had claimed to work for three different Chinese media agencies and had arrived in Britain over the past 12 months. It said their true identities were uncovered by British intelligence and have since been forced to return to China. The report comes after British regulators revoked the license of Chinese news network CGTN after finding its state-backed ownership structure broke UK law. The regulator said CGTN's license holder, Star China Media Limited had failed to show it had editorial oversight over the network and that a proposed transfer to another media group would still keep it tied to the Chinese Communist Party. The English-language satellite broadcaster has long faced criticism for parroting the Communist Party line in its global broadcasts. China has protested the license revocation. Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin told a news briefing that China urges the United Kingdom to correct its mistake immediately, adding that Beijing reserves the right to take necessary action. Mainland officials have also been criticising the BBC, accusing the broadcaster of pushing fake news in its COVID-19 reporting. Its coverage of Xinjiang has also come under heavy criticism after it reported on Wednesday that women in internment camps for ethnic Uyghurs and other Muslims in the region were subject to rape and torture. The Foreign Ministry has said the report had no factual basis.
0: Finance and shares in Chinese video app company KuaiShou almost tripled on their debut on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange today following a $41 billion initial public offering for the TikTok rival that was the biggest for an internet firm in nearly two years. The Tencent-backed firm among China's most popular short video platforms soared to $338 at the open from an IPO price of $115, valuing it at about $180 billion. It ended the day at $300 a share. And a tender for a rare luxury residential plot at the peak closed earlier today with at least five developers making bids. Reports suggest Tunankai Properties, Henderson Land, CK Assets and Kewa bid for the site at 9 and 11 Mansfield Road. The site was part of a larger plot that the government had failed to sell by tender in 2018 because none of the offers met the minimum price. However, analysts estimate the parcel on offer this time could fetch up to $7 billion or a record-breaking $48,000 per square foot. Overseas in the U.S. Senate has voted to approve a budget bill which allows Democrats to move forward with a 1.9 trillion U.S. dollar economic stimulus package. Vice President Kamala Harris cast her first deciding vote in her role as Senate President after a 15-hour session dealing with hundreds of amendments known as a votorama. On this vote, the yeas are 50, the nays are 50, the Senate being equally divided... The Vice President votes in the affirmative, and the concurrent resolution as amended is
7: adopted.
0: The U.S. unemployment rate has dropped to 6.3% in January, but the economy added only 49,000 jobs. The January increase came after the U.S. economy saw a fall in hiring in December. The government said continued job losses in sectors like leisure and hospitality, retail trade, healthcare and transportation are holding back wider employment gains. Sport now and with a look ahead at this weekend's Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett.
8: Premier League leaders Manchester City travel to Anfield this weekend knowing that a win over Liverpool could knock their rivals out of the title race. Going into the game, City have won 13 matches in a row in all competitions, but it's a different story for Liverpool who have won three of their past ten and have lost two on the bounce at home. It means that if they win the game, City would be 10 points clear of Liverpool with a game in hand. An impossible mountain to climb, even for Jurgen Klopp's side. After their 9-0 win over Southampton midweek, second-placed Manchester United need to beat Everton at home to maintain the pressure on City at the top. Meanwhile, Wilfred Ndidi and Jamie Vardy are back from injury for third-place Leicester City, who are away to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Elsewhere, for the first time in his managerial career, Tottenham boss Jose Mourinho has lost two home league games in a row. Relegation strugglers West Brom travelled to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this weekend, needing a victory to keep their survival hopes alive. And after winning two of his first three games in charge, Thomas Tuchel takes his Chelsea side to bottom of the table Sheffield United.
0: And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The government says schools could be held responsible if they fail to respond to breaches of the national security law on campus. Authorities brush off criticism of a plan to make it easier for doctors trained outside Hong Kong to practice in the SAR. And a man is jailed for four months for fleeing a COVID isolation ward. The news from RTHK.
7: RTHK
8: Three. Welcome back to The Late Show. Simon Wilson sitting in for Uncle Ray, the world's most durable DJ, is staying safe during the current COVID spike. will be back as soon as it's safe to return. In the meantime, play music of the 60s, 70s and 80s till 11.30. Then we're going to slow things down with assorted ballads and easy listening through till one. Get your requests in 233 is the number.